Welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show with terrible podcast names or titles, and I I'm going am your co-host this week, John. Joining me as always, um, the one who names all of the podcasts and is only getting better. The last one was the best name so far. Uh, Toro Iwatani is history's greatest monster. You cannot convince me otherwise. What about the people currently... We we just had a stream about some pretty terrible monstery things. Oh yeah, Benjamin Netanyahu? Like, tied with Toru Iwitani. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. Also, also, also tied with him, um, Adolf Hitler, uh, Joseph Stalin, <laughs> um, Mao Zedong. I was... I was trying not to bring up Hitler. I was I was doing my best. Kim Jong Un, Donald Trump, Andrew oh. Jackson. <laughs> I'm gonna George Washington. See, you you have the the hottest of takes that are just really diminishing of some of the history's greatest monsters no it's not they're still history's greatest monsters it's just now they have a new one and it's toru iwatani i don't don't know that toru iwatani is on the same level as hitler i mean i or stalin or i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'll hear a debate about it I don't want to debate about Toru Iwatani. <laughs> My mind. How many people has How many people has Toru Iwatani killed? That we know of, zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how many people? <laughs> You're about to ask a really I... bad question. <laughs> I... <laughs> How many people do you have to kill to become one of history's greatest monsters? Uh, <laughs> At what stage does that happen? Because, like, Kim Jong-un, uh, Mao Zedong, Hitler, Stalin, Benjamin Netanyahu, <laughs> if we're going there. <laughs> pretty high up there in terms of, of, of kill streaks. Oh, Erdogan, too. We're throwing ghosts... Erdogan in there also. What? Erdogan. Erdogan. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know that that the ghosts in Pac-Man count. <laughs> so I I think I think there's quite a disparity here. I'm not saying he's a good person. I'm just saying maybe maybe we don't put him on the same podium as these other uh, terrible humans. All right. Anyways, all right. Uh, I I this, I hear this is, this is wombat. I hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from, but I just feel it in my heart that he's murdered people. I can't prove it. <laughs> I'm not alleging that and he the has. The spells we're talking about, you can't hide it. <laughs> you cannot hide it. I mean, but. But I feel like Ted Bundy would also be in the running for history's greatest monster. He couldn't hide it either. (laughs) We know about it. 
<laughs> the Zodiac Killer? The... Yeah, again, these are known people. We don't know who the Zodiac kill Killer was. We don't know who he was. We have a name. We can connect them all together. And we know that they have a kill streak of a particular number. Because there's evidence. Right. There's no evidence that Toru Iwatani has a kill streak besides ghosts <laughs> and people's wallets. So, anyways, uh, starting hot this week, apparently. Uh, Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? No, I'm not answering this question. I'm not answering this question. Um, because this has been a shit week personally. This has been a shit week fucking geopolitically. <laughs> like, this is this is just a shit week. So I'm going to ask a new question today. John, oh, John, gosh. if... if you have the choice to be on any one podcast. What is the one podcast you do not go on to ever? <laughs> oh, gosh. I get to choose what podcast I'm never on? Yes. You can go on Blowing any single the one. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on it right uh, now. You can't answer that. <laughs> um, It's kind of a... No, because I wouldn't mind being on the Howard Stern. It's just on its way out. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's getting and, old. And I don't particularly have anything positive for, for Howard Stern. It's just that he's a legend in the podcasting world. So I that's really the only reason I'd want to is just because that would be interesting. Right. Um. But, like, he's on his way out anyways, and uh, we're not going to make it big enough to before he dies or whatever. No. <laughs> and this isn't about um, the one you want to go on to. Yeah, this this is the opposite of that. Um, probably the Joe Rogan experience. Right? Um, it's, 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 it's pretty garbage. Damn, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> he's just a yes man. That's it. Like, no matter who's on, they can say anything, and he will say yes to it. Okay, I'm actually... I like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with the fact that whatever you said, even though it it's usually a terrible thing. No, this is... You're wrong. You're wrong. Shut up. You're wrong. So, he does... He, I don't think so. No, he, he does push back. <laughs> like, he... Uh, I've listened to him talking to fucking Alex Jones, and Alex Jones will say some, like, weird, like, out-there shit that he's just making up off the top of his head. And Joe Rogan initially is like... <laughs> he, like, laughs at him, and he's like, I don't think that's true. But then he gets convinced by people. He, he's not a yes man, he's a, he's a gullible idiot. Like... I've also heard him talk to fucking Ben Shapiro and just say, Ben Shapiro, like, you're wrong. You're lying. Like, that's not true. But then he yeah, he gets just... he gets convinced by their bullshit. He's, he's a cult follower. And then he becomes a yes man. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, he, he has he has it in him to push back against things that he hears. And he's like... No, but then, like, he, he falls into the cult. 
but then five minutes later he says yes yeah (laughs) but i am i am going to give him credit because he does push back initially he at least not enough he has it in him to be like no don't give a platform to ben shapiro no don't don't give a platform to alex jones absolutely not although they've been friends (laughs) since the fucking 90s so i don't think you can help that one yeah no i know but also don't be friends with him um right yeah i that's that's probably the one that i'd pick not to be on um which now that i've said that i've i've guaranteed it pretty much um (laughs) not that there was ever particularly a chance no joe rogan Um, doesn't want us we we're lame we're lame nerds he makes fun of us on fear factor like (laughs) (laughs) was he on fear factor he was the host of fear factor he was the he was the host of fear factor yes oh gosh i i try not to remember much of fear factor because that was also a garbage show (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was it it wasn't good (laughs) no but he was the host that's where that's where people know him from that and fucking like ufc Okay, uh, to reverse it, um, what one podcast would you choose to be on? Uh, thank, thank you, because uh, if you had asked me the same question, my like you took my answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I could, if I could be on any one podcast, I, I you know, I think it's uh, how did this get played? I want to be on how did this get played? I want. I want to to play a really bad game and talk about it for an hour with uh, Heather and Nick. Okay. Yeah. Because like you could do the other bit right now, but right. But I I, I want to talk about it with Heather and Nick. Like that seems like fun. Okay. Um. I also I also respect them more than a lot of other podcasts because they like aired an episode where they fucked up. Like they. They brought on um, a Native American man who, like, they they were acquaintances with, but they weren't, like, super friends with. And he was the first Native American person on their podcast. And they had him on to talk about Custer's Last Revenge. Or Custer's Mm. Last Stand or whatever. And, And he called them out in the middle of the, like, once they started talking about the game, he's like, I need to talk about this. Like, this is fucked up. Like... Like the one time yeah, you bring on a you the one time you bring on a Native American person and it's talk to talk about a game where we're just made victims. And yeah. And like they didn't have to put that episode up where they look like yeah. fucking assholes. They didn't have uh-huh. to, but they did. And like he's been on sense to talk about Garfield Cart, which was fun. So, oh. so like they made up with the guy too. Like, I just I have a respect. Did they for talk them. about the world record holder uh, Andrew Panton of Garfield Card? No, I don't think they did. He he has the top times in in every race. Is he like Billy Mitchell? Did he cheat? No. D- no. Does he sell hot wing sauce? N- no. Damn. <laughs> He's nothing like Billy Mitchell. He, he actually, he 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 made it big. <laughs> What does he sell? 
Oh, he's just on podcasts now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said he made himself. it big. I thought that was like, oh, he sells something better than hot sauce. <laughs> no. no. Okay, that's that's a pretty good answer. Just to, to follow up, because we had the same one for the other one, but we don't for this one. Uh, I would want to be on Face Jam, because I wouldn't mind going out and and just eating some weird fast food and then rating it. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so we're not do- we're not doing the glowing weak point thing this time. No, is what you're saying. No. What happens next week when you also have had a shitty week? Uh, then we find something new. It, like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll answer the question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll just tell you what the best point of my week was, which was probably just playing whatever game I played that week. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) This is, this is awesome. I want, want you to know. Um, so for the past, what episode are we on? Um, this will be the 10th. 10th? Yeah. Which means for for the, we've been doing this for two and a half months. Like that's impressive. For, for the last nine episodes, every single time I bring up or you bring up what the glowing point of our week is, and I ask you, you take your time answering with a great answer, and then you push it to me, and I go, I have no idea. I haven't thought about this yet. I don't have a great answer every time. Don't don't give me that credit. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, the one... <laughs> We did you just use your soundboard again? <laughs> that I have an answer that I thought about beforehand. I spent an hour this morning thinking about what it was from from like waking up. I woke up, I got out of bed, started thinking about it. Took a shower, thinking about it. Got dressed, thinking about it. Took out my dog, thinking about it, and got the answer. And now. We're not doing it this week. Okay. Because you had a crappy week. Okay, John. John. What's the glowing point of your week? No, we're not doing this. John. You, you're you not doing it. I'm not doing it. John, we have to. John, l- let me get on the level with you for a second, okay? All right. Get in, get in close. Get in close. We're going to huddle. We're going to huddle. I have nothing yeah, to talk up. about this week. I need you to spend time talking. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? You've got two games that you played this week, one of which you don't even have on your games played. Right, because I'm not talking about it. You probably don't it. have anything to share with it. Right, I'm not talking about it. I've got one game, and you cut me off the last time I was talking about it. I didn't get to say everything I wanted to. <laughs> you <laughs> you started talking about Destiny. you talk too long. You talk too long about your games. John. John. Do you know do you know what the fucking what our main topic is this it's a fucking video game preservation. I just I just Yeah, I I put that up there because that's just a conversation I've had this week, John. <laughs> it's okay. Fortunately for you, I know a lot about that. So, I can talk about it. Uh, it's okay, man. It's okay. 
I understand your world is falling apart and you have nothing to bring to this podcast as usual, but... <laughs> Fuck you, John. What's the glowing points of your week? <laughs> no, I told you. We're not We're not doing John, this. John, you spent um, an hour. I feel on. bad. We're moving on. <laughs> I feel bad. I want you to I want you to share. I want you to share. Nope. No. Maybe at the end, which I'm saying now, uh just so that we can push it off. Uh but it's not actually going to happen. So don't try and skip to the end cuz it won't be there either. Anyways, games played. Um, I'm going to go with the game that doesn't matter the most right now, which is Minecraft. I played Minecraft. Uh, oh. I, I I played a little bit. I played like an hour and a half with my wife on a stream, and it was Minecraft. It, it was blocks, I, and you I, smashed up blocks, and you built blocks. Yep. And, and I'm you, getting burned out on Minecraft already. And you ate food and, and you Minecrafted. Uh-huh. I did. I did all of those things. And I'm bored with where I am in the game. And I don't have any plans aside from getting elytra wings and flying around and finding someplace pretty. And, yeah. So, uh, I hate streaming. I don't want to stream anymore. <laughs> that's that's what this comes down to. I'm sorry, John. I hope I hope you can find your your calling. My calling. <laughs> well, I mean, if streaming isn't your calling, I, what is? I've I've already found my calling. My calling is to stream to no viewers. Uh, and, I mean, you've been doing that for years. I, I well, no, that's not true. My very, very first time streaming, I had a bunch of viewers. We had like uh, 80 to 90 viewers at the same time. Oh, wow. My very first time streaming. Yeah. I've never seen those kinds of numbers. And that, well, that happened the first time. And then there's been nothing since. And then you never <laughs> played a game people wanted to see again. Well, nobody wanted to see that game either i have no i we were raided by someone and then it just picked up from there i see we're we're playing um polybridge i think it is i don't even know what that is it's a it's a physics game where you uh you you build a bridge and you get a um you have to get cars to drive across it uh so you have to build it structurally stable so that the cars don't crush it but you have only a certain type of materials and certain limited materials or maybe you have to build a two-tier bridge or you've got to have a boat be able to go underneath it so you've got to make it a tall bridge or whatever um but yeah uh it's it's just kind of a uh 2d basically game where you, you physics a bridge together weirdest thing about that stream we got so many viewers the person that was actually streaming didn't have their mic turned on what they, they didn't have it they they had it so that we could hear them but the stream could not so the stream just was listening to the game and us talking and we even were talking to him but nobody heard him 
the stream did not know that he existed at all. What the fuck? Who was and, it? Who was it? It was it was Pierre. Oh. Friend of the channel Pierre. Um but he he it, it was weird because like this was such a popular stream that happened. We had um f- <sighs> mm, gross. Uh, they What's they gross? wrote some fan fiction about us. What the fuck? After one stream, they wrote fan fiction and sent it to us, and it's it's disgusting fan fiction. Uh, it's exactly the sort of fan fiction you'd expect. Uh, I mean, it's the kind of fan fiction th- gentleman's gank deserves. Yeah, it's it's the worst that you could imagine, and that's probably accurate. Except that <laughs> Pierre wasn't in the fan fiction at all because, because he didn't exist. Because he didn't exist. Like they, I I told them afterwards that like they they came by for a second stream. And was like, who's this guy? It was like he's been here the whole time, <laughs> and so they they went back and added him to the fan fiction. But he's added in as like, oh, and yes, Pierre was sitting outside the igloo uh, looking in, and that's (laughs) the end of it. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. Uh, But, correct, yeah, the, the, I have since, the numbers have dwindled farther and farther and farther and farther and farther. Yeah, and, now, and speaking from my own attempts at streaming, it's a... When you get nobody coming in, it's hard to care. It, it's yeah, hard to it give is. a shit. Like, if I get three people in, or two, like, if I have somebody to talk to, then I can do the full thing. But if I reach, like, mm-hmm. an hour, an hour and a half in, and there's nobody there, I just end it. I'm just like, yeah. why am I spending my time doing this? <laughs> yeah. It's... It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I'm i well aware. And you're like, how do I get people to watch me? Like, like I, I tried fucking streaming a, a brand new game that people were talking about. Nobody shows up. Yeah, well, you're not going to get it then because the, the actually popular people are the ones that have the people at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, what yep. do you do? What do you do? And it's such a flooded market. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Yep. But I mean, like, I my skills are in streaming at this point, and like, how do I turn those skills to for something else? Like, <laughs> what? Where's the 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 thing I can rotate? and and still use my skills for there, there really isn't one i mean there's always podcasting but <laughs> a lot of what i've done is to be an on-screen personality not just a vocal personality like sure i can do podcasting the 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 vocal thing is you can do visual podcasting studied uh, vodcasting vodcasting <laughs> Uh, yeah, I could, but you, one person vodcasts are dumb, just like one person podcasts are dumb. Oh yeah, like I would never do this by myself. Like I have podcast ideas beyond this one that I would like to do. I don't have anybody to do them with. 
So they don't get done. Yeah. Until I find somebody I could do them with. I have like three or four podcast ideas that I'm sitting on at any point in time. (laughs) Uh, I really do. There's there's several that I've I've got in a list of just things I'd love to do, but mm. I've got one big one. I want to I want to do one where like like every episode is going you, you sure you want to tell them right now they could take this and and make it themselves and you won't be able to do it i mean it's it's fine it's probably something somebody's already doing anyway <laughs> like it the, the the hook would be that i'm doing it and this other person would be doing it like like i want to do one where we just like read a light novel every week and fucking review the light novel at the end of the week like just talk okay. about the light novel That'd be fun. I like reading light novels. I like talking about light novels, but I don't have anybody to talk about light novels with. How long are light novels? Um, I mean, they can go up to like 400 pages if they're really long, but they're not. Okay. They're not that, dense. That would be the, the max. Yeah. They're not super dense unless okay. it's the saga of Tanya the Evil, in which case it's like, for some reason, super into the military tactics and political schemes and shit. It's, it's what a really good anime though right it, it's a really good book too it's just like sometimes you just want a fucking you just want a slime that kills shit <laughs> you want a socialist <laughs> slime uh, you know we could do that for this podcast I mean we could but then it wouldn't be it, it, that. no this is a video game podcast is it? It is. Right now we're talking about streaming and podcasting. I mean, but it's tied to our interests, and it, it's, it's spread <laughs> off of your own stream of Minecraft. Yeah. It's true. Right. I just don't think we should get too uh, um, uh, grainy with this. Like, we, we shouldn't get too uh, no, of course not. caught up in our own. I, yeah. No. I mean, we can move on. You can talk about Destiny 2 if you want. No, see, I need to save Destiny 2 to cut you off when you talk too long about Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. So, before we get into this, I have a question. Okay, I have an answer, probably. Um, I might have to think about it. Should I talk spoilers? Will you be talking about this next week? Um, Still. I mean, probably not much. Like I said, I'm, I'm two endings into three, which is most of the game. Like, I've seen most of the game, and I know most of the twists and turns. So anything I talk about next week would just be like like the Persona 5 Royal wrap-up, like, just a little bit. Okay. I Because I'd say either save your spoilers for next week, or just know that when you do your review about this, there will probably be spoilers in that. Yeah, I mean, when I, I, when I review it, I'm not going to care about spoilers, because I literally don't give a shit about spoilers usually. But I understand people care about it. Like it, it, it's a podcast. They might get caught off guard, so I want to see. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say no spoilers for, for right now, at least. Okay. 
So see what you can say without getting into spoilers. All right. Um, so this is pretty much going to go up until the last dungeon then, because that's where all the um, spoilers are. Mm-hmm. And then subse- subsequent playthroughs. Uh, Nier is a... It feels like a demo at times. Um, it, it It's a proof of concept more than anything, which I think was more fleshed out in Automata. So, like... Um, like, little bits of game happen in different ways. And it's like... The first time you go to Emile's mansion in the first half of the game. Um, as soon as you enter the land where it is, the entire place goes grayscale. And once you enter the building, everything is like a forced perspective survival horror game. Like... Okay. It, it, it's, a, it's a riff on Resident Evil. But... You're only there for maybe half an hour, tops. Like, it doesn't last long. And then the next time you go there, which is immediately after the time skip, so there's not even much time in between these two, um, like, you go underneath the mansion, and it becomes an isometric, like, RPG kind of game. Like, Baldur's Gate-ish. Okay. Yeah. And you do a whole dungeon in isometric battle up until the boss fights in both of these instances in which case you just you get your free camera movement back and everything like it sounds like people are just messing around with things that they can do in the game and it's uh, it's cool it's just not it's not fleshed out. Yeah. Um, or, uh, ooh, there's, uh, in the second half of the game, there's a, it's like a, it's like a mystery game. Um, like, the, there's people in the town going missing, and there's a big boat that's washed up on the shore, and you you have to assume, like, oh, these people have been going into the boat. Maybe they're hiding in the boat. Maybe they've run away into the boat, you know? So you enter the boat, and it goes, uh, like, 2D. You can't fight. Um, and you're just exploring the boat and, like, unraveling a mystery. It's, like, kind of an adventure game kind of thing. Like, you find journal hmm. entries, and you find out, like, what the boat is. Like, what it was shipping... And like, but you're still like, how did it get destroyed? And then you find out, and then it, it's just another boss fight at the end. Yeah, I, I have a love hate relationship with switching genres and switching um, art styles because it can be cool, but every single time it's done, it just makes me think of Evo Land. That's what I was thinking. Like, and I mean, I think Evo Land is more rip, ripping off. Near because I think Near came first. Probably. Like they probably but, like, played Near I mean, and were like, "Oh, that'd be fun if we just stick stuck to one genre and riffed on the different ways that genre is done." Yeah, but like I I get I I enjoy RPGs and I enjoy murder mysteries. Um I enjoy puzzle games and stuff like that, but when you like throw them all together, and it's just like, oh, now for this next stage of the game, we're playing a 
a, a different game. Yeah. And it's... I mean, it only happens at certain points. Like, most of the game is still the normal, like, 3D, um, free, free movement camera, flowing battle system. Like, that's yeah. most of the game. It's just like every now and then they doubt. There's one section of the game that's a text adventure. I'm not kidding. All of the fucking graphics disappear from the screen. It's just fucking a black screen with kind of like a, a little thing around it, like a border at the bottom, I think. Is there a reason for it? Um, You're in a dream world. The dream world is made of okay. words. Yeah. Like, there's reasons behind no. these things. Like, there's there's purpose behind it. The Pretty much the only time I accept switching to, a gra like, a uh, text graphical world is if it's, like, your, your character just turned on a computer to get into something. And and that's... Well, I'm... Otherwise, it's, it's just weird. I mean, I'll... Mm, uh, <laughs> I can't spoil. <laughs> Are you enjoying Near Replicant? I am. I love the game. Um, okay. I think Automata is still better, um, but this one kind of it. It asks more questions. This one, like, okay, it has more of a thematic resonance with me. I think. Because, like, okay. Near Automata is a really cool story about, like, from the outside looking in, like, what is humanity? Whereas Near Replicant mm -hmm. is, like, it's asking what's good, what's what's wrong, can you be wrong if you don't know what's happening? Um, okay. Those are all tough questions to answer. Yeah, it's if you even if you do know what's happening, can you can you have learned it in such a way that makes you question whether or not what you what you know is happening is real? Like these are the kinds of questions it asks, and I I, hmm. I just think it's asking a lot about like perspective. Okay, and good and evil. And, like, how we, not only how we perceive others, but how, how we present ourselves to others, even. Like, that gets asked. Because, like, a lot of the good guys, like, the, the characters who should be good people, present themselves as villains. And a lot of the villains present themselves as good people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what causes a lot of the conflict in the game, is that these people who are trying to do the right thing just act like fucking assholes. <laughs> like yeah, like they don't bother explaining anything <laughs> until it until it's way too yeah. late, way too late for anybody to go back. That's when they decide to explain shit to people. Mm -hmm. and, and uh, it's an it's an interesting story and you definitely you have to new game plus it 
you don't have to play through the whole game again. It starts you like five hours before the end of the game. And all of your side quests are still done. So you're not going to be spending time doing the same side quests over again. It's literally just like That's good. run through the dungeons, see the new scenes and everything, get to the end of the game, get the new ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it's when you hear new game plus like, oh, you have to play this game multiple times in order to see everything. It sounds a lot more daunting than it actually is. Yeah, and I, I do appreciate that. Do you have the ability to play the side missions again if you want to um i mean not really most of them you don't want to anyway okay. because yoko taro hates side quests he hates completionists <laughs> um i mean let me in the first half of the game there's a side quest wherein you chase somebody down i don't know if i talked about this before but you chase somebody down across multiple multiple towns in the game and then you get back, and there's no reward to the quest. There's, n- you actually did a bad thing, <laughs> like because again, the person who was asking you to do it was misleading you, making you think that like, oh, they just ran away from home, like they're just trying to dip out on the family. But then it turns out they were criminals the entire time, and when you get back, they're gone, and you get nothing for doing it. Uh, and that's uh, that's a spit in the face. That's like that's Yoko Taro saying like, "Why are you wasting time doing all of these side quests? Why <laughs> playing these games? Yeah." And, and like, even you only have to do fifty percent of the side quests in the game to get the trophy for doing all the side quests. Mm. You only have to do half of them, and only three of them give you a weapon. And the weapons are the only thing that matter towards getting all the endings of the game. So there's only three quests in the game that I would say you absolutely have to do. And the other one, uh, the other big ones are just like the ones that um, improve your ability to do the fishing mini game, and the one that introduces the farming. Those are the, everything uh. else. The rewards are money. You'll like go on, okay. you'll go on this huge quest to, you'll have to go into the junk heap and farm up 10 rare titanium alloys to give a guy a kitchen knife and he'll give you 20,000 gold. <laughs> Do you get more gold for completing it than you did by killing things and earning the money during the process of doing it? I mean, well, you don't get money for, uh, killing things like you get money by doing side quests and by selling okay by selling the items you pick up the only really reason yeah like the only reason to do it is to pick up money but i have at this point in the game like four hundred eighty nine thousand gold i have more gold than i will ever need because the only things i ever need needed to buy were the weapons and i've got all those Mm -hmm. like there's nothing for me to spend my money on you get way more money yeah. than you ever need. Like, I I, I love I love it, but I hate it. It's like, yeah, like you're you're right, Yoko Taro. You're right. Side quests are stupid. <laughs> we shouldn't be putting so much time into fucking. But you did them? But I did them. Why'd you do them? <laughs> I have a 
I think part of it is like, like initially I didn't know which ones gave weapons. I just knew some of them did. So I was doing all the all of the ones that I had available to me in order to find the ones that gave weapons. Would not the ones that gave weapons seem at all to be the ones that give weapons? Like, there, there are quests that are like, hey, we need some more medicine. Go grab, you know, these things that we can make medicine. You, you're probably not going to get a weapon from the end of that. But, like, do, do they at all show you? Not really. lead you to believe you're going to get something from it? Um, so, if I remember the ones that give weapons correctly, one is just a standard, like, go out into the field while it's a certain time of day, um, and kill a shade, and when you kill the shade, he ends up dropping a weapon. Like, you have no idea that he, he will drop a weapon. Like, it's just like, oh, I, I, he dropped a weapon. Okay. Um, another one has you go on a whole, like, treasure hunt for some guy who's just, like, into treasure maps. And when you bring him the treasure map back, his wife is like, mm, I'd rather he not go out and, like, get himself killed hunting this down, so could you go do it? And and you go through <laughs> all of that, and you get a bunch of trash, and she's like, oh, well, that's disappointing. That's not gonna, that's not gonna make him happy. So she gives you, like, her hairpin, and you go sell that, and you buy a gold coin, and you give him the gold coin... And he's like, ooh, this is cool. And he gives you the first treasure map he ever found. And you follow that treasure map and you get a weapon. Um, See, I'd expect to get something real from that one. Right. Uh, Just from the beginning of it. You're like, oh, there's a treasure chest. I'll probably get something significant at the end of this. I don't even remember what the third quest was. There's a fourth quest that you can do on a subsequent playthrough that gets you the iron pipe weapon, but you don't have to do that quest at all, um, because <laughs> you get the iron pipe we- weapon for getting ending B. Like, it's just given to you. Okay. <laughs> what a bad weapon, too. Um, it's actually one of the best one-handed weapons. <laughs> So anyways, Destiny. Yeah, let's talk about Destiny. Uh, There's a new season. New season of Destiny came out. Cool. And I played a bunch of it. And it's about genocide. Um, Well, it's... Yeah. We were talking about that on the stream. It's it's (laughs) very on the nose right now with its political and... uh, just cultural commentaries. I mean, but they literally... I'm sure this has been in development a while. They couldn't have known that when they released this, we would be watching a genocide unfold. Yeah, but, I mean, like, even without the genocide that's currently happening, it would have been... Because it's it's mostly the fact that there's, there's this person in the city talking about and riling up the people against another race. And this this would have been like if this came out last summer uh it would have literally been Donald Trump talking about the looting and rioting of the Black Lives Matter protests. Y- yes. 
And just want to point out that, like, while we have received a good court um, solution, one then, single court cop one, has gone to jail for single murder resolution. <laughs> yeah. However, nothing really has changed. No. Like, there's there's things in motion that might possibly change things in in certain cities. But not nothing. Nothing Nothing's fundamental really, has nothing. Nothing fundamental has changed, and and like there's there's things pointing towards the end of the season, like humanity taking up arms and going against the the officials that are helping keep them alive. Uh, Violent revolution. Need this, yeah. Uh, because Bungie, they're racists. Wait, wait, Bungie's on the side of violent revolution? Oh no. No. Oh no, no these th- are- No, this is, this is, these, these are the racists that are doing this. Oh! Um, and it, it, it really, like, this season, the, the way game development works is things are developed well before they're- you know, they come out. Obviously. Like a year before. A year before at the minimum. Because they have to work through like a whole bunch Destiny, of bugs. Destiny things are are designed about a year out. And they're really solidified about two seasons out. So two seasons ago was during the election. Uh, a year ago was... Just before the, um, the, the riots, um, and protests, uh, so they started designing this during the, the time of protests. They really solidified it somewhere between the, um, the elect, the, the American election and January 6th. The Capitol riot. (laughs) (laughs) And things haven't gotten better since then. And now it's coming out during the time of genocide. Like, they they had to have known that they're really on the nose. Yeah. And, I mean, uh. it's incredibly well written. It's, it's really, really done. Like, if Bungie developers were half as good as Bungie writers, the game would be the best game that exists. <laughs> and and maybe, maybe that's not fair. Because, honestly, the game feels good. If the, uh, the decision makers <laughs> at Bungie <laughs> were half as good as the writers at Bungie, the game would be the best game of all time. Because <laughs> they're still making, like, right now, story is amazing. The The gameplay loop is, is, is pretty fun right now. I can see it being grindy, and I don't know how much of it I'll play across the season. Like, I'll, I'll definitely jump on each week to finish the weekly challenge and get the story updates, but I don't know that i'm gonna be spending my spare time doing it right but that's been true for almost every season that's come out like i i want it for the story i want it for the new loot but i don't 
I'm not going to be grinding it. <laughs> um, but I the like so the the gameplay is fun. The new weapons are nice. There's there's some cool new mods and stuff you can do to things, but at the same time they are releasing a uh, transmog for the first time. And are you familiar with the concept of transmog? Uh, no. Okay, so transmog is is a uh, World of Warcraft term. Uh, it's short for transmogrification. Right. And it's the ability to change the look of your armor oh! to something different. This is glamours. That's what we called them yeah. in um, Final Fantasy XIV. Like, you would glamour your yeah. armor. The, the standard term is transmog, but every single game has a different term for it well and i think I, mean, I would think it was specifically called glamour in the in 14 because like you can make your armor look like a piece of normal clothing like you can it's not just changing the colors or anything it's come you're wearing a piece yeah, of equipment you, but you're looking like your casual self yes yeah um and, and that's that's what's going on here i mean obviously there's not clothing but there is you know, you can change your armor to look like a different armor, but you're still wearing the first armor. Right. And people have been asking for, for transmog in Destiny since the beginning of Destiny. <laughs> like, legitimately, this has been a re- major request from everyone since the beginning of the game. Forever. And this is the first time we've gotten it. Uh, with a little bit of a caveat. Uh-oh. Uh... Last year around this time, we actually got the predecessor to this, which is um, they started releasing a uh, the ability to, like, each season, they would give you a transmog. But it wasn't like you could take previous armor and turn them into transmogs. It was just like, here, we're making a new wep- uh, armor ornament for you. So you can wear this ornament. It changes the look of your armor. And but you're still wearing the previous armor, and that's what they've done is is now they've they've allowed you to turn anything in the game into an ornament so that you can wear it. Okay. Um, anything. So that's that's good. Well, any non-exotic armor into an ornament. Oh, I see. Now, here's. Where the problem comes in. Uh oh. <laughs> Is it money? They've limited it. Is it money? They've limited it. It's and, money. And yes, the the answer to the limitation is money. Uh so for this season only, they're giving you just right off the bat ten for each class transmogs. I don't so like you this. can transmog. 10 armor pieces and there's five per character like you you wear a helmet arms chest uh legs and a class item basically you can do this twice is worthless uh so yeah you can you can create two full sets of armor transmogs or you know 10 individual ones um and then you you get a quest that, that gives you one more. But again, this is for every class. So, like, you can do ten armor pieces on your Warlock, Hunter, and Titan. If you have those characters. Um, 
And then, then you get an extra one for, like, they help you along. You're halfway there already. But that's all the free ones you get. I don't... Then, throughout the course of the season, they, they make it so that you can grind for it, which World of Warcraft made it so that there was a grind so that you can get the materials to transmog. That's fine. Nobody's complaining about the fact that you have to work to get the materials to do this. Right, that's it's normal. A like... Yeah. Uh, the the problem is in that it takes a little bit less than seven days. Uh, well, no, we'll, we'll go back. Um, it's a it's a multiple stage process to get one of these things to upgrade you uh, to, to transmog. And um, you are limited each season on obtaining 10. Nope. Rejected. Which is dumb. You Rejected. Sh- you should not be limited at all. You should be able to obtain as many as you want. But, no, you are limited. Each season, you can obtain 10, and that's it. Or you can buy more. No, rejected. With money. I reject. Yeah, that's that's dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. You should or not you can be buy more with money. You can obtain buy more with money. Yeah. Give us some money. We are bungee. We want money. Uh, so that's dumb. But that's all I hear. On top of that, <laughs> the the ten that you can earn take like six and a half days of in game time no. to get them. That's absurd. And that's for all ten. That's absurd. That's to get all ten. And most of the time, you're it's it's not like a specified grind. You're just playing the game. But that's seven days. Right. Like seven days in game time. Now, fortunately, I'm a warlock, so I don't care because warlocks are well known to have only two armor pieces that matter. Because whereas every other character has, you know, their legs or their arms, and their arms go all the way up to their shoulder, their their arm armor piece, uh, warlock armor pieces, uh, arm armor pieces start at the elbow, so already they're half as important because th- that's that's really not a whole lot of ground to cover, right? Uh, which means that the the sleeve area is is part of the chest um, armor piece. Warlocks also, for whatever reason, exclusively wear robes or trench coats. Like they're 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 all really long pieces of chest armor, which means that it covers maybe uh, two thirds up the calf, like, and up. So the leg armor also doesn't really matter. And the class armor is just a little band that goes on your arm, and it it has a glowy thing on it. The best one was already given to us a while ago, and yes, that's an opinion, but it's also a factual opinion. Um, (laughs) Everyone wears this uh, one. (laughs) uh, The Prefectus Bond is the best bond, so uh, fight me, but you can't because you're blinded by my Prefectus Bond. I see. Um, So that's already free, and... It's it's a tiny little thing. It's it's the, the joke is because like a a hunter's class item is a 
cape or a cloak, so it covers your entire back and your the top of your helm, you always see the cape. Like it's it's there. <laughs> um the Titans class item is a a mark, which is kind of like a a, a large piece of cloth they hang on their belt. Um that like it's people call it a butt towel or you know it there's there's different versions of it but it it's visible and people joke about how the warlocks it just doesn't exist because you can't see it most of the time because it's just this tiny little band and half of them are just the band and some of them are like the good ones in my opinion are the ones that have a projection off of it um so you can see that but so the bond doesn't matter either, the the class item. So really, all I have to care about is my chest armor, because that covers practically all of my body, and my helmet. Right. So instead of only being able to do two full armor sets, I can do five full armor sets, because I only need two pieces of armor. <laughs> You're so lucky. <sighs> Yeah, it's the only time it's been good for us. <laughs> In saving money. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's embarrassing. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of meh. Like, but... how do you fuck up the one thing everybody else has done properly? Yeah. It's... There's been a lot of pushback about it, and... And there's also been a lot of people pointing out the potential obviousness, which is that next season or two seasons from now, they'll come out and they'll say, you're right, we should have listened to y'all. We're doing away with the um, the limitation um, so that y'all, y'all can gather as many as you want. And there will be cheers and everyone will say, look, Bungie listened to us, except people are pointing out now that like, yes, this will happen. This is almost guaranteed to happen, like it's happened the last 13 times Bungie has done something we've thought was wrong. They made their money, and, and then they back, backed out and said, like, oh, look, we listened to you. Yep, and they will they will get applauded for listening, but we need to remember, they could have done that the first since time. the beginning. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't do it right now. It's not like this is the first time this has ever happened in a game. They can look at every other MMO and be like, oh, that's how they did it. Maybe that's how we should do it. And also, they announced this weeks ago, and they got a bunch of flack from the, yeah, the community for this. And, And additionally, this isn't even a client side problem. Like, that's, it's gotta be a server thing, where they could just flick a switch to make it so that you can have more. Right. Like, (laughs) you don't have to push out and and test a big old uh, update for this. You can just go into the, the server code and say, click, that one is now a zero, you can collect as many as you want. And that's really the only issue. I mean, and just yes, change a few numbers around, seven, and they drop more often too. Yeah, seven days—that's that's a bit much. But also, like, that's not the main issue. The main issue is that 
you're limiting the amount that we can get by playing? Like... Eh. Yeah, I mean, they just saw an opportunity to make money and they took it. Yep. Good season so far. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, game facts. Damn it. You stole it from me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I cut you off. You did. Damn. Hey, we're talking about Onimusha this week. Onimusha. Um, it's, I don't care. I don't, I don't know anything about this game. I gave <laughs> this to Archimedes and Archimedes had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> there was, there was really nothing about this game worth mentioning really so yeah instead of the the usual like 11 or 12 facts that we do that go on too long and take up half the podcast uh we have seven i mean and like we could say the game facts is like the main portion of our our podcast at this point (laughs) like we're we're the game facts podcast <laughs> uh, but we we can't say that for legal reasons. <laughs> we're not the Game Facts podcast. We're allegedly the Game Facts podcast. Uh, that, that's that's like the um. Is there so is there one called to, Game Facts? No, well, probably. Uh, the at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about what podcast we would like to be on, and I said the uh, Face Jam one. Uh, the one of the suggested names for that podcast was the Michael Comma Jordan podcast because the two hosts of the show are Michael, Michael and, Jordan. and Jordan. Right. And for whatever reason, legal didn't want them to be the Michael Comma Jordan podcast because and and that comma wasn't going to be the word comma. It was just going to be a comma, a comma. So it'd be the Michael Jordan podcast. <laughs> I, I I think it would be good. Instead, they went with Face Jam. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, so why can't we call our, right. ourselves the Game Facts Podcast? Because, uh, I don't know, maybe there's a company called Game Facts, and... Oh, but we wouldn't be dipping into their shit. That, that's not the same thing. You can have two companies... Mm-hmm. You can have two companies in different fields that have the same name that's a thing uh, they they both <laughs> first of all game facts does have a podcast oh uh well and... that's why we can't call ourselves game facts <laughs> <laughs> and second of all we're we're both gaming related the the courts would not rule in our favor okay not that we'd be able to afford to go to court in the first place right we're just settling um anyway we're talking about onimusha today uh onimusha developed by capcom for the playstation 2 was originally designed as a resident evil spinoff for the n64 yeah i mean it yeah it's true it plays like a resident evil kind of game um it's yeah it's it's, uh the uh it was actually something interesting i learned the Japanese name for Resident Evil is Outbreak. Yeah. So it was originally titled Sengoku Outbreak because it was just Resident Evil in Sengoku time period. 
Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Um, yep. While developing Onimusha Warlords, a bug found wherein you could beat an enemy into the air indefinitely inspired the director to design the mechanics of what would later be called Devil May Cry. Yes, which means this is related to the Okami universe. Yes. <laughs> they all feature Dante. Correct. Apparently the uh, protagonist for Onimusha Warlords is just proto-Dante. <laughs> yep. The overseas release of Onimusha Warlords had a boss cutscene censored because the boss, Hecuba, transformed from a woman into a giant hornet-like creature by preparing to strip, laying her back on the floor, and spreading her legs quite wide before eventually her insectish abdomen bursts out of... Well, there's a reason it was censored. <laughs> it's it's really on the nose. It's really suggestive of, like, she assumes the position. I mean, that's not suggestive, that just is. Yeah, like, she... <laughs> the, the main character, a man walks in, and she, like, she takes the bow out of her hair, loosens her cloak some, and then just gets on the floor and pops her legs open. Like, like... Like, there are stirrups there for, for her to get a checkup. Like, she's, she's like, all open. And then then it, it gets real gross. And, and then an insect bursts out of her. Yeah. Well, she transforms. By having an insect burst out of her vagina. Yeah. Right. Japan! <laughs> Turns out, if if you want to see it now, because um, it, it wasn't at all in the English release, but if you get the remastered version that came out, um, and you switch to the Japanese language version of it before this cutscene, then you can see the cutscene, because it's just tied to the Japanese version of this. Wow. That's mm -hmm. that sure is a workaround that they allowed in their game. That people allowed in the <coughs> localization. Wow. Well, I mean, th that's the thing is that it's not a localized game. It's just the game that was sent to everyone. You just get to pick which language you want. I see. They just skipped past the localization part and they're like, hey, yeah, we don't need it's, localization. It's just we did it ourselves! It's just one game <laughs> that you can pick to either be English or Japanese. And if you pick English, then you get the English version of the cutscene, which is very censored. And if you pick the Japanese version, then you get Japanese throughout the entire game. And the freaky you get to see an insect abdomen burst out of her spread legs and her vagina. Wow. You know. You know, if you're just, into that. Your choice. You know, I don't judge. Uh, the main four games take place in feudal Japan during the Sengoku period, and also modern-day France in Game 3. But there are also three spin-offs across the franchise, including a tactics game, Smash Brothers, and a browser collectible card game. Um, Onimusha Tactics is just Final Fantasy Tactics, but Onimusha. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> I'm sure there's slight differences because, of course, you don't have Moogles or whatever, but it really just looks like the exact same game. 
It'd be impressive if they actually got the studio that does Final Fantasy Tactics for it. That'd be really (laughs) impressive. What is that studio? I don't know. They're owned by Square. They couldn't have gotten them unless unless Square lent them out. Um, Yeah. They were the same people who did uh, Ogre Tactics, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, Onimusha Soul, the browser mobile collectible card game, is a Sengoku simulation RPG. It looks like a trash game. It looks like a trash game, even for 2012 when it came out. Wasn't 2012 like the year of Flappy Bird? Oh gosh, when did Flappy Bird come out? I feel like that's the year of Flappy Bird. (sighs) That, that sounds... 2013. Damn. One year off. One year. One year before Flappy Bird. Which, uh, I mean, if if it's a year before Flappy Bird, like, this has to be really trash. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Onimusha Blade Warriors was a multiplayer Smash Brothers-like that featured secret characters like Mega Man Zero and and Mega Man.exe from the Battle Network series. I've always wanted to play those games. Uh, They're really good. Mega Man, of course, being best known for his role in helping Kevin save Videoland from Mother Brain. Is this mm-hmm. a reference to Captain N, the Game Master? Of course it's a reference to <laughs> Captain N, the Game Master. <laughs> you found a way to get it in with Onimusha! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was honestly crushed when you said Onimusha because I I was I I couldn't think of a way that I would be able to to get this largely PlayStation franchise connected with a largely Nintendo franchise. You're like, how do I get Onimusha connected to Captain N, the Game Master, the most important well, the television program to ever air? <laughs> Uh, did you ever watch My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yes. Okay. I love you that know movie. The, the part where where Michael Constantine, or Gus Portokolos, uh, talks about how if you give me any word, <laughs> I can show you that it c- comes from Greek. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you now. Give me any game, and I will tell you how it connects to <laughs> Captain N, the Game Master. I'm going to have to pre- present a real challenge for you next time I request one. Oh, gosh. It's it's going to be some game that there won't be any facts for this time. <laughs> Honestly, one of my facts before I, I discovered that um, they made the garbage spinoffs was just... Um, uh, the, pointing out the fact that for the first two games, all the backgrounds are hand drawn. Um, yeah, they are. They they they're all hand drawn, which is actually why they're never going to get remastered. Really, um, I mean, one of them already did, but I I don't I don't know how that worked because they were all hand drawn in four three. Right. And so if you want to remaster that, that means you're going to make it widescreen, which means you're either going to cut off the top and bottom, which that never works. No. Like there's there's people are really upset with um, the Simpsons. 
On Disney Dis- Plus? Thank you. On Disney Plus, because it, it ruins half the jokes. Because it's shot because in 4-3. Just... Yeah, there are jokes that take place just in the top little and bottom little bits. Uh-huh. They get cut off. Because they use, as a proper comedian, they use everything. Like, the whole thing is there to be used. Right. Um, so if they cut it off, I could see them doing that and successfully cutting it down for that. But, like, also missing out on some of the prettiness. Or you can just re-hand draw every frame. The whole game. <laughs> So I don't yeah. see that happening. Um. But my my fact was was going to be that that it was hand drawn and that the first two games were hand drawn and this is an example of the facts you get when there's nothing interesting about this game. Thank you so much, Wombat. I I'm I <laughs> making a game with no facts. I, I I how could I know? It's a game. <laughs> It has four entries in the series. How could I know that there would be no information about one of the biggest PS2 franchises? How? How? Onimusha was huge on the PS2. Onimusha was huge. I could. Onimusha is no longer huge. No, of course not. I mean, like Devil May Cry happened. What do you need it for yeah. now? Like, Resident Evil mm-hmm. just does whatever the fuck they want now. Like, what do you need Onimusha for? Yeah. They could literally just make a Resident Evil in Japan. Boom. That's Onimusha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, all they have to do is... Well, I mean, can you imagine when they bring Onimusha back? Is there going to be like... They're a, not going to bring it back. Foot tall, there's going to be a 30-foot tall woman who steps on you, daddy. <laughs> That would make the game better. And then she spreads her legs open and a giant wasp comes out. (laughs) I mean, that's the one good fact you got. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that and, you know, Mega Man. You know, uh, why Mega Man? Like, it's every other character in the game is a Onimusha character. And there's, there's secret characters that are Onimusha characters that you have to beat the game or do some special thing to unlock, just like you do in Smash Brothers. But then, like, Mega Man? I mean, the real question you should be asking here is, like, why didn't Capcom just make a whole Smash Brothers game? Yeah! Like, I... why an Onimusha-specific one? What did Onimusha do to get its own Smash Brothers yeah, and I I get it. Mega Man is a huge deal for Capcom. I mean, it, it's always been a huge deal for Capcom. I Capcom mean, probably couldn't exist without no Mega Man. Capcom does not like make it past the '90s without Mega Man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's also you know other games though that are are worth talking about like. You know, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil, Devil May Cry, and Okami, Ace Attorney, Ace Attorney, <laughs> and and that was that was another interesting thing because the in the collectible card game, there's Ace Attorney characters that are brought into, and they're 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 Onis, and in the the game, but they're 
like one of the the cards is a Ace Attorney character. Same name, same art, but but no, when it comes to the Smash Brothers, we're not gonna have any of the interesting characters. Devil May Cry was out at that time. Oh, Street Fighter. They could have had so many characters from Street Fighter. Dante is perfect for Smash Brothers. Street Fighter is perfect for Smash Brothers. Monster Hunter. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the only... All right, when did when did it come out? That's that's what I need to Blade Warriors. Blade Warriors came out in 2003. Oh. So Monster Monster Hunter can't hadn't come out yet. Wait, that's way Boom. too early for an Oni Musha Smash Brothers. Yeah, what the I agree. fuck? But but Resident Evil had existed and Resident Evil like those characters are hugely popular. Put them in the game. Um, even as as you know, hidden characters like Mega Man, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have made uh, Onimusha Blade Warriors. You should have made Capcom, Smashcom, whatever. They should have. They should have sat down. <laughs> you, you sh- they should have sat down for seven years, and then in two thousand ten, been like, now's the time. Yeah, Captain Commando Battle Royale, because you know that that's what Capcom, it's it's Captain Commando. Right. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean... I literally the, never the original, cared what Capcom meant. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the original name means Capsule Computers, but the, um, the, I can't think of the term. Um, Is that like in Dragon Ball, where like, they like open up like a capsule and shit comes out? But, like... <laughs> It's a no. capsule with a computer in it. No. Uh, what what is Mario to uh, mascot? Their their mascot for years and years and years was Captain Commando, and I think he got one game maybe. Um, wow, one game and that's your mascot. Yeah, but like he had he got his his one game after he had been the mascot for a while because he was in in the front cover of tons of games oh so nes and snes so he was initially just like a thing yeah i see that makes more sense than just you have a single game with a character and now that character is your whole mascot Mm -hmm. because i mean who's who's capcom's mascot now is it mega man I don't. I mean, I don't know that they have one, but I'd say the closest thing they have to it would be Mega Man. If they were to have one, it would be Mega Man or Dante. Because I could see Dante doing it. Or yeah, I mean, I played Dante. I, I played Devil May Cry Five. Um, in the middle of the game, Dante just does a dance sequence. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> Mega Man has has larger brand awareness. I mean, Devil May Cry is huge, but Mega Man has higher has larger brand awareness. So I'd say Mega Man if hits they everybody. Were to choose one, it would be Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. But they should bring back Captain Commando. Sure. I know nothing about him. I'll just agree with you. Do it. Do it, Capcom. Do it, cowards! 
But yeah, uh, they released Blade a new Warriors Captain came Commando came game, and it's the best thing they've <laughs> ever made. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it becomes We're their dead. answer to Zelda. Right, so this week we're talking about video game preservation because you talked to one of your buddies about the recent news about DS and 3DS cartridges eventually deteriorating. Yeah, basically. All right, this video game preservation is a depressing topic. It is. Because as you think about books and you're like, books are written on paper and paper paper rots oh yeah paper gets burned like this is actually uh, i mean this is actually part of the fades. uh this is part of the conversation i was having with this person was that like like we need to work harder to preserve video games because like there's so many books we don't have from the past because there was just one copy of them and they were in the fucking library of alexandria which was looted and burned yeah. over the course of centuries yeah. So, like, you, you you think, like, books, they're not timeless. Like, the words written in them are timeless, but the the ink fades, and the, the books fall apart, and the paper, you know, rots. And you can, you could do a, a lot of work keeping that better. You can keep it in, in sterile areas and... and Away from sunlight. Yeah, go through it and re-ink it at times. You can scan them, but that gets into another thing that we'll we'll get into later, which is just storage. Yeah. Electronic storage. But, you know, books obviously not timeless. You know, they they're 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 going to, to end. Uh paintings, same deal. Like paints fade over time. Uh they there's you know, eventually the paint gets chipped and cracked and some old Spanish lady comes through and she paints it to look like a monkey. <laughs> I love that painting. It's so stupid. <laughs> and and then, then you have a painting of Jesus that looks like a monkey. And, you know, what, what are you going to do about it? But... I mean, I, you know, I have to accept that that means evolution is real. And that Jesus was one of the steps <laughs> between human and monkey. <laughs> uh, but but obviously, like clearly, the you know paintings aren't gonna last. You know, the they'll last for a while. You can take a picture of it, but you know, photographs also discolor with time because it's still again just ink. Right. So, you know, it's it's gonna go. Uh, or you could scan it. But then we're going to push off that discussion again to the same place where we talk about the, the books one. Uh, already, we're, we're, we're losing out on things. Music, you know, music written already has the same issues as we've discussed. Uh, music performed, well, if it's a live performance, then it's just, it's, it's gone. It's ephemeral. It's, yeah. <laughs> it never existed to begin with. It it happened and then it ceased to be. Uh but like recordings, cool. You could do it on a wax disc or a um a record except 
over time, records get scratched and they also melt. Yep. Even if you uh, take proper care of them, like. But if you could, you could keep them like a really chilled area. But we've lost uh, Frank Sinatra things because stored in a hot the, warehouse I, or some shit. Yeah. Like the the white Christmas that we're using is based off of a re-recording, um, because the original White Christmas uh, uh, album was copied so many times, it destroyed itself. Talking about Bing Crosby? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the the White Christmas we listen to now is not the first one that was recorded and released. It's a copy of a copy of this, a copy. Yeah, well, no, because the copies of the copies were not appropriate to um, remake, so they actually re-recorded it. Oh. Like, this is a newer recording. It's still ancient, but... And it's still um, Bing Crosby. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's great, but it's, it's different. It's not the <laughs> same. Yeah. And and what then you you could go like well, th- this is where we're gonna get into to video games because we're gonna go into electronics now. What if we just put it on on a a an MP3 or or a a sound file of some sort? Well, here's where we start having problems with storage because I have a lot of things that are stored on floppy drives. Oof. And you know what doesn't it isn't compatible with modern day computing? Floppy drives. Floppy disks. <laughs> they just don't. And and even within that, there's two different types of floppy disks. There's the floppy floppy disks, and then there's the hard plastic ones we use as save images. <laughs> and so, and those are not compatible. So, which floppy disk are you talking about? Um. So if you have anything stored on that, cool. It will last for a good long while. But eventually, it'll lose magnetism or it'll discrot or something. Yeah. Uh, and you will lose all the data on there. And that's the problem with... The, the two problems with anything electronic is that, one... We're not even using the first edition of USB. <laughs> no. What are we're we on? We're on USB 4.0 now. Oh, we're about four? to be on USB 5.0. Yeah. I thought we were still on 3. No, 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 no. We're on USB 4. Uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. <laughs> it's so confusing. And, and well, you know, USB 3 is compatible backwards compatible usb4 uses the usb-c connector which is not compatible with usb3 and before (laughs) right so we're already reaching things where like yeah i mean my computer everything is usb3 except for the couple usb4s that are the original non-usb-c um yeah i think i have I think I have like one or two USB fours. Yeah, on my and like they're they're, they're the standard for for phones now because USB C is the 
the standard for phones that aren't iPhones. Why? Why iPhone? Um, because <laughs> Apple hates everyone. But but even even with like Apple, I have my alarm clock in my room has a dock so that I can put my um my iPod on it. It is one of the old iPod mounts. Ooh. Not the new ones that are um what are they called? The Thunderbolt or whatever? No, you're talking about one of the square ones. I'm talking about the square ones. With the hooks on the side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what my current alarm clock is. <laughs> Cause it still works, but like I mean if I bought a new iPod, I wouldn't be able to hook it up to that. No. I, I still have my old one. I mean, do they even um, make new iPods? I isn't just isn't it just iPhones at yeah. this point? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they still release iPods. Oh, okay. Or iPod Touch. But yeah. Okay. Starting at $199. Jesus. <laughs> uh, now I'll just keep using my phone. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh yeah, but you know, we're 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 constantly getting uh more away from the the old technologies. I mean I have VHSs. <laughs> and fortunately I have a TV that has a VCR built into it. But oh, I'd love one or, of those. I guess I guess it's a VHS player built into it cuz it is not a VCR. It does not do recording. I'd like a I'd like um, just a VCR. That'd be cool. Get a copy of Alien yeah. on VCR on VHS. I actually I actually need a VCR uh because I need something as an intermediary for my Atari because my Atari does not connect to TVs. <laughs> wow. It, it, it connects it to TVs can, so can, old that we don't make TVs that connect to it anymore. Correct. And, and actually, I can take it and I've got an adapter that allows me to connect it directly to my TV. However, because of the resolution of the Atari, it will not display on the TV. And this is this is a CRT. This is an old CRT. It won't but display on a CRT? It won't display on a CRT because the CRT is too high of a resolution for the Atari to display on. What the fuck? So... What I uh, what I've learned from from researching this is that I need an intermediary and and an old VCR will do this for me to plug it into my VCR and then plug my VCR into the TV and the VCR acts as an upresing um, intermediary to make it work. But I I have an Atari twenty six hundred right now that I can't play because. The the flow of technology is never ending. It it's left it I mean, behind. It's left it behind, and and that's scary for video game preservation because those games just can't be played anymore unless you have a VCR, which are not produced anymore and haven't been for a decade now. I think more. Um. Actually, there was there was a um, 
a VCR company still making them uh, a lot longer than the the most than, than you'd think. Um, I'm sure they couldn't have been very big though. No, no. Like as far as mass production um, goes, I feel like that ended fucking early two thousands probably. I'm trying to. Um... Like, I remember when I was a kid, we had VHSs, and then just one one day, it was just DVDs. It's just DVDs. Guess when the last VCR was made. Pick a year. Uh, 2007. (laughs) 2016. Fuck you. 2006, there was a company still... Mass producing VCRs until 2016. You know what happened? Uh, um, Donald <laughs> Trump got elected to office and the economy crashed. They had to go out of business. It was it was not based in America. Uh, uh, that's what happened, though. <laughs> but like we, you know, that's that's VCRs. What about Betamax? A lot of videos came out on Betamax. Oof. What about? Um, eight tracks. Oof. What about zip drives? What about like I? I actually recently got rid of a zip drive player that I had held on to just in case I ran into something that needed it. John. And at this point, I've just decided if I find that, I it's just not gonna happen. John. <laughs> Laserdisc. Yeah. Well, uh, I I see Laserdiscs occasionally because they are cool and that's the only reason why they're still in circulation in circulation at all yeah is is because people people want to have a laser disc version of star wars because star wars came out on laser disc first right and that's uh, cool it is cool it's really cool but if you buy a laser disc player you're first of all you're spending a lot of money because they're and also the laser disc version of star wars would not be the special edition where han doesn't shoot first oh no it has all the ugly CGI <laughs> scenes. Uh, God, we, yeah. we need good versions of Star Wars released again. But, like, we're, we're running out of just the ability to play certain media. There, <laughs> for a long time, every camcorder company produced its own... Um, right its own tape (laughs) its own tape and and not just its own tape even the digital ones the digital ones saved to a proprietary format that was only for two or three generations of that camcorder ridiculous and there aren't there are not ways to up to to change that it was just that's what it is and and like sony did that and sony doesn't even support those anymore because why would it's they? absurd there's there's like 300 different versionings for cam for like digital video that are just never gonna happen yeah <laughs> my anything my own, on that camcorder you'll never see again it's gone yeah um so yeah like there's there's just a lot of media that we're not going to be able to to recover 
because the software to use it doesn't work with modern day software and and that's why we're losing a lot of the the oldest computer games are gone oh yeah they're they're gone disappeared they 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 will never they will never exist again because uh dos they, they just weren't saved like they were they were on some bbs um some some bulletin board system and now that bulletin board system is gone because someone shut it down because they didn't need it nobody was going to that 18 years ago 27 years ago like (laughs) there was no need to but now that game's just gone and it'll never exist again and it's a piece of history that we can never experience yeah now some things are being saved um like the 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 best known things are are saved um the things that are from like a particular company that's still around a lot of times they've they've gone back to make sure that that they can save it um like infocom uh who created uh zork um which in Zork is one of the the best known DOS games of all time. Right. Um, I have no and, idea what Zork he, is. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you've been eaten by a Gru. Do you know? No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, because that's 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 pop culture. Um, <laughs> Everything's pop culture. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of the the games where like you see exits to the east and north, and and then you type in, uh, in, and then you it it says you you are now in someplace else, and it's a text uh, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's one of the oldest known text adventures it came out in 1980 but so where we're at now is actually kind of where the um the conversation with this other person started um because we were talking about how a lot of games like like nes snes games stuff like that they just aren't released digitally anymore like the only way to get them at all is to get an old cartridge, but the cartridges are dying, and the game the game companies are just uninterested in releasing digital versions of them. So eventually, we're just not going to be able to play these games anymore. Yeah, and and there's there's also a, a secondary issue there in that they can't because the company that owned that is now owned by three different other companies, and one of them doesn't want to. And the other one doesn't know that they own it. And the other one keeps telling them that, hey, we should release this. But they're like, what are you talking about? But they do own it. And (laughs) and you have to get three giant corporations to agree to release a game that really not that many people want. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) Not everyone wants all these games. No, I mean, no, Um, nobody wants to play them. But like three people will pick it up. Yeah. And... 
and at, at a certain point, like, you, you want to save it just because it's history, but then, like, who's going to store it? Yeah, and, and this and, uh, this was kind of the crux of the conversation with this other person was, like, do they have the right? This is kind of what I was more interested in talking about. Do they have the right to just say, no, we're not releasing that game anymore? And also, no, you can't have an emulator of that game anymore. Like, we just want this game to be gone. I mean, they don't have the right to say both. Um, and that was my argument. They, they, they don't get to say they def- no emulators and also don't pay us for this game. They they definitely have the right to not release the game. Um, because it, it costs a lot of money to, to go back and... Yeah. You, you think that NES games are simple, but making them work in modern day uh, computer architecture is not simple. Right. Um... So, you know, they, they absolutely have the right to not release it. But if, if it's going to be a abandoned game, then, I mean, I, I'm personally in favor of, of the games that are, are functionally dead. You should be able to play on, on emulations. Um, and there, that's a, a a very legal gray ground. Um, it's actually kind of black and white because it's illegal. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like with with some of these things, there's just there's not another option. Yeah. Um, and and with when it comes to Nintendo games, the Nintendo games will be re released. They're not being re released right now, but I mean, eventually they they'll be. come back around. Nobody cares about Balloon Fight. I've never once heard someone mention <laughs> that Balloon Fight was a game that they wanted. Or, hey, let's go play Balloon Fight. Yet, for some reason, it was re-released on both the Wii and the Wii U and the Switch. Nobody has ever asked for a Balloon Fight. It was one of the games on the um, the NES Classic. They released, what, but- five games a month on the eShop from... Like NES, SNES, and it's always games nobody wants to fucking play, like Balloon Fight. <laughs> but like, you know, nobody asked for it, and then they released it. the The, the other games will come. Um, uh, <laughs> eventually, they'll release a a Balloon Fight thirty year anniversary thing that'll be available for six months and then never again. Fuck you. Um. <laughs> But like it'll be available Nintendo, for six N- days and no advertising. Nintendo, I have faith, will bring back the majority of Nintendo produced games. Um, mm, produce. It, yeah, that's that's gets into the issue because like because my will Donkey Kong sixty four ever come to the Switch, and the answer is. <laughs> Probably not. Because it's Rare is owned a, by Microsoft now. It's a Microsoft product. Rare is owned product. by Microsoft, and it's a ra- rare game, but it has Nintendo characters, and and they've they've done it. Um, they they've they've done that before. Um, but it's it's definitely. Not as cut and dry as releasing Mario for the 37th time. Right. 
And, and the I mean, the big company I was looking at during this conversation was Konami, who n- notoriously does not produce games anymore. They just use their intellectual properties to make pachinko machines. Like, yeah, they don't make a new Silent Hill. The last Metal Gear was fucking what Metal Gear Survive. Like, <laughs> Castlevania hasn't had a new entry since the PS3. Yeah. Like, they just don't do anything with their properties anymore. They don't release the old shit anymore. They don't do anything. Like, eventually that stuff's just going to disappear. And because Konami still holds the rights to it, like, it's technically still illegal to fucking emulate it. Yeah. Like, what do you do then? Now, on the other side of this... um. I mentioned that that Infocom still has all their games playable. Like, you don't even have to pay for them. You can just go online and play Zork right now. Oh, I'd hope not. Um, That's from, what, like the 70s? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to pay for that. (laughs) Zork Zork is so widespread. You can play Zork in in, in a ton of other games. It's just, it's a small enough game it's it's a DOS game. You can shove it in other games. You can play it on your shoe um, at this point. Yeah. Uh, I I hate giving them credit for things. Because uh, I hate every game produced by the company. But Bethesda actually does a pretty good <laughs> job of this. Because almost all their games are still for sale. Yeah, I mean, can, there's other still, reasons for that, but you can you can still buy Hexen or you know Doom, the the old Dooms or Wolfenstein 3D, but you can also just like some of these games, like the Elder Scrolls Arena, which I think is the first Elder Scrolls game. I think it is too. It's that or Daggerfall. Well, it's yeah, but it it actually it doesn't matter because both of them have the same option. They're they're not selling the Elder Scrolls Arena. It's, they're not selling the Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. It's just up. But you can go to the site and download the full game right now. Oh, that's cool. Because Bethesda wants to maintain their rights to it, and and they didn't used to for a bit. There was a there was a few years where they were just those games were in limbo, like they they were abandonware because the games existed but they were not produced or published at all. Huh. Um, but but now they've they've gone to the trouble of making sure that like these these games are are owned and you can play them. Um but like that that's that's something that is is impressive to me about a, a company that I dislike. Uh, is that like all their games Arena isn't a good game. No, I mean none of the Elder Scroll games are good. But uh, <laughs> I think but people would can, argue you with can... you about Morrowind. <laughs> but you can go back and play them. Like they, they even though they're they're probably not proud of of Arena, they they still have it so that you can play it. There are other companies like or at least websites like myabandonware.com that has a bunch of games that it's definitely a legal gray area because most of these companies no longer exist 
Um, like, who would but... own the rights to these things? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of them are like... I think... Cyberlore Studios is... Is gone. Yeah. Not bought, not Cyber- anything. It's just gone. Yeah, it's, it's just gone. But I'm pretty sure someone could claim the rights to MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries. That sounds like a game somebody would have the rights to. Just by name alone. I'm pr- yeah, I'm pretty sure someone owns the rights to MechWarrior. But like... All the companies that that owned the profit rights to these games are are gone, but I'm pretty sure that it's a gray area, like I said. <clears throat> but most of these games are just, you know, they're they're never going to be re-released. The companies that own them are are gone, but you can download them and and, and play them. Yeah. Um and that's really just how uh, it should but, be. Like, if you're not planning on re-releasing these things, just put them up for somebody to download. And yeah, like then it's and, just there. You're not losing any money from it because you're not planning on releasing it. Yeah, it's it's just hard with with some old things. Like I said, just making the games work on modern architecture. Yeah, but there are people uh, out there who can work it work it out. Yeah. Um, the, the, the problem comes with, like, the, the, the recent news that a particular manufacturer of DS and 3DS games probably included some faulty manufacturing processes yeah, and um, materials. The article and I gave you, it has a, it, it's been updated since it was first released. Um, some people have found what it was. It's like a soldering issue, and if you solder the chip back into the cartridge, solder, solder, whatever. But if you solder the <laughs> if you solder the chip back into the cartridge, then it's it can usually be played again. Yeah, it's and and that's it's just it's a cartridge that because of some issues over time breaks. And we've already had issues with the original Game Boy games, notably, or most notably, Pokemon, in that Pokemon games can no longer be saved because the battery is dead. Yeah, I need to get all of the batteries the in mine replaced. <laughs> your the save state in a cartridge is a little battery. It's a watch battery. Save. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> tiny little battery that keeps your your save in memory and if the battery dies then you can still play the game you just can't save and that's the good thing about most cartridges is that the the cartridges can break over time they can get scratched from like being put in the nes or being put in the game boy or and and then they'll they'll cease to work um but like if a if a cartridge was just put in a console, made sure it worked, then it should work pretty much forever if kept in the right conditions. Oh, um, yeah. There's a, there's a, a company. Cert- there's a company called um, Retron that makes like the the Retron series of consoles, which are basically just emulators that 
emulate the games you put in them. Like, it plays your cartridge on an emulator. Yeah. And then you, you can bypass the issues with, like, the cartridge save and stuff, because you just have save states. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, there there's there's issues with, with the saves dying because of the battery, but the game is still playable. Yeah. But eventually, the cartridge will die, because while it is a thing made out of metal and plastic <laughs> metal and plastic metal still rusts. do rot yeah metal uh, plastic pretty much doesn't <laughs> it does i mean it wears it wears yes but it doesn't rot so much um, as it does wear down if with with action yes yeah but like with a console you're not really worried about that um the the problem is it it the the metal rusts and metal or or i guess rust isn't the right term it oxidizes yeah which is what rusting is but it's not just a metal uh, an iron thing um it oxidizes and also it, it scratches and like as you put it in and out of your your console over time, it's gonna stop being recognized because you've you've damaged the the connection, and that's not from from playing it poorly. That's just a guaranteed thing that will happen. If you were flawless at inserting a flawless cartridge into a flawless console a hundred million times, eventually it will stop working because that's just the nature of how it connects. But it's, it's sad. Eventually video games will be some, some of the oldest video games will no longer be able to be played, but there's some things we can do like putting it online and, and keeping it updated. The, the, the communities behind uh, visual boy advanced and, uh, the, the PlayStation emulator and the Xbox emulator, um, and the NES emulator are, are all really doing, uh, the most work when it comes to video game preservation, whether that's their intention or not. Right. Because they're the ones that are keeping an NES playable. Because while it might not be a, a, a gray box or a red and, and white box um, that a physical car, uh, controller and cartridge can go into, it is keeping the code usable on modern day architecture. And as long as those people exist, these games can be preserved. Um, because... I mean, when, when Windows 11 comes out, <laughs> all of the, uh, the, the programs will have to be updated again to work on the new Windows. Uh, update to update in Windows 10, things can break in, in Visual Boy Advanced. Oh, I didn't know and, that. And, yeah. Uh, and, and that's just... It's the way it is weird issue though um 
with video game preservation and and let's just like finish on this and and just mention it because we're we're running out of time. Yeah, um, we went long. Uh, is internal game uh, preservation. The Destiny Two that launched is not accessible anymore. There, there, you oh. cannot play the the missions that started with the game. That when I bought Destiny Two, I can't play those missions anymore because that's just not in the game anymore. Minecraft is the opposite version of that because I can still play any version of Minecraft, buggy as it is, because they're all still available to download from Mojang. It's like um so it's like patches, like each patch overwrites the previous version of a game. So I'll never be able to play the version of Final Fantasy 15 that I played the first time because I played yep. it just off the disc. Like no patches yep. or anything. I'll I will never be able to play a good version of um oh uh, like I didn't Blood, have internet Border, Borderlands. I'll never be able to play a good version of Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2 is a trash game to me. It's it's awful. It is one of the worst games I or worst sequels I've played because it it just it doesn't play right at all. You hate And this the game. reason why is because oh, I hate the game. Especially because Borderlands 1 was so good. Borderlands 2 seems like it should be cuz it it, you know, took all of the things that Borderlands 1 did and and upgraded them and then nerfed them into the ground over the course of 4 or 5 years Damn. to the point where the game the game is horrible. The game is boring and and just it it hurts to play. It it's not a fun game at all. Um but th- that's just because the they found bug after bug and instead of embracing bugs or or just accepting that you know, we can we can do a little bu- uh, debuff or, or nerf or something. We'll, we'll just nerf it all into the ground. So they nerfed every fun thing into the ground, and now the game isn't fun. I'm sorry. So I'll never play a good Borderlands 2. Because <laughs> I, 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 I played it late. I played it too late to enjoy the game. And that's what can happen. Yep. Hey, uh... Uh, you should uh, share this with someone who likes to listen nope. to two-hour-long podcasts. John, I'm not letting you do this again. <laughs> you skipped our plugs last week. I, what plugs? Um, is if, this a USB C, USB three, USB? Like, what? What are we talking about? Um, it's if you go to my website, videogamewombat.com, you can find links to this podcast, Glowing Weak Point, um, our our coffee. Uh, coffee.com slash glowing weak point or whatever. Um, you can email us at glowing weak point podcast at gmail. Um, you can find me on Twitter at video game wombat um, and on Twitch at video game or no at wombat millennial. Millennial. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, and John, what was the glowing point of your week? Uh, the end. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and subscribe and uh, share this actually with uh, someone who looks like they might enjoy a text-based uh, RPG. Called Zork. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>